So the question is this, how do you become a healthy, lean and fit vegan all while having fun and making it a sustainable lifestyle you enjoy living? If you want to know the secrets to losing fat effortlessly, building vegan muscle and positively impacting the people around you every single day, then this is the right podcast for you. I am Fritz Horstmann. This is the Vegan Fitness Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Plant-Based Fitness Secrets Podcast, the podcast for everyone who wants to lose weight, gain muscle, and transform their health on eating a plant-based diet. And we have our senior coach, Niels, joining us today. How are you doing, Niels? Yes, I'm great. Uh, happy to be back because I always love those episodes. Yes, yes, for sure. Always always a blast. And uh, it's always good. Like we have, sometimes I wish, like I wonder, okay, when will we have like a camera or a microphone following us around everywhere we go? Like I know for some people this might not be what they want and for a lot of people probably. I personally would definitely like to try it. Like imagine a world where you just have like a small camera following you around and filming you every day. And it would be on one side, obviously, that you wouldn't have any privacy, um, but also you would catch conversations that you have like on the, on the go. And because we always have these great conversations um, between each other about all things fitness and nutrition. Well, what are your thoughts? Would you ever have someone film you like that, like every day of your life? Um, how, what do you think about that? That's a good question. Uh, never thought about it, actually, but I'm not really sure. Like, I think I'm not too keen on that. Uh, I'm, I mean, because, as you said, the privacy part is a thing, right? And uh, I do... I don't have an issue with being on cam every now and then, right? Like, um, I think I do pretty well with it, actually. But it's just really that I feel with almost everything. Like, if it's always the case, I don't know if it would influence my behavior in a different way than when I just know, okay, it's go time. Let's go with the camera. I do like, for example, maybe having somebody follow a day of eating or a day of training. But having it there nonstop, it's a different thing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I set out last year in 2022 in April, I took a videographer and booked a one month trip to the US. So I uh, wanted to go to US because there were some events and some client meetups that we planned. And I was like, hmm, I always wanted to try the daily vlog thing. Um, so let me take a videographer with me and just vlog every day and just show people, okay, how can you travel and still like stay in shape, stay on track with your nutrition and get things done day one and like was <laughs> after day one we're like hey this is not possible let's switch to once a week because like obviously there's some things we could have like optimized i think i definitely want to try it again at some point um because we had like the best of best camera and like the the file size was just way too big so he had to like upload all the files and then had to edit this whole thing and it was a massive file size and if you do, do it every day, you have to like sh shoot new stuff every day, edit every day, and then upload every day. And that, in addition to um, me having to like work out and uh, meet clients and also take care of the business, of course. Um, I still remember I went insane. We flew to New York first, and then the whole like all the traffic in New York, all the <laughs> all the sounds, and just all the stress that New York gives you. People who listen might know. Um, that combined with daily vlogs, I think I've, that's the most stress I've felt, felt ever in my life. 
Um, but it was a great test. It was a great like, mm, it was great to see my almost my limits and see how far I can go. Um, but definitely something I would personally, I would personally want to do like in the next, I don't know, maybe one or two years. Um, just fill more of my my daily daily life. And um, I think for me, it's more of a. On one side, maybe I can share some learnings, but also it's like fun for me to look back and like let's say twenty, thirty years. I'm looking back at my old self, watching those videos and it's like seeing like how I changed or how I thought back in the days. So um, that's how I think about it. Yeah, true. That's It's a good way of thinking about it. And also um, without me digressing too much, but um, what you just said is a thing I think a lot of people don't really know how much work goes into stuff like that, right? Like they maybe have somebody they enjoy watching, whatever that might be, have their favorite YouTuber. And they think like, it's easy to work like that, to work remotely, to have somebody following you and do that stuff. But they don't really know how much get into that stuff, right? Like, as you just said, the file size, upload, uploading, editing, having the content ready. Um, it's not always as easy as the people think. Yes, that's true. It's fun. It's fun, though. Um, for some people, it is. For some people, it's not. But something that recently came up for me and something that we will touch on this episode so I rehired my coach, Janis uh, Kara, who's a pro bodybuilder, natural pro bodybuilder. Um, and also, um, he's a, he's a, he has a PhD as well. He's a doctor as of now. And I worked with him like, I think like, two or three years ago. And now I rehired him as my, as my nutrition and training coach. And, um, my new plan is here. So I'm actually currently starting it first day in the books. And on one side, um, maybe we can touch a little bit on how it, how it looks. Maybe it's interesting. So we're doing four days a week uh, of training. Reason being is that four days for me, I like the most. It's like five days can be a lot sometimes. You're trying to like get work done and like take care of other things in your life. So four times is really optimal for me. Um, and he put it into a upper, lower push-pull split. Um, so basically I have uh, four different days for four different workout days and just one lower day. And now <laughs> we're in the team, in our vegancoach.com team, it's a, it's a running gag that I don't train much legs. Um, and I will admit that. I will admit that I don't train much legs. I'm not someone that lies to social media and tries to say things that are not true. Um, <laughs> I have an excuse though. My excuse is a luxury excuse of them just growing too fast um, when I train them. And then for me personally, it doesn't look as aesthetically pleasing. And it's also very hard to fit into pants. Um, I think you can you can relate, Niels. Yes, I can I can relate and I can also attest that it's true what you're saying. Because I do believe there are people out there who maybe for the wrong reasons, they don't want to train their legs. But um, it's true that you tend to get uh, big legs quite fast. And it's the same for me. We've been talking about, I think even in the past episode, maybe about us thinking that there is a correlation between playing soccer all our youth and then developing quads very easily. Um, so I also don't train them that much. Um, but yeah, also the pants thing is something. I mean, lately I wear more looser pants because it's also a style that I enjoy lately. But I do remember like, let's just say two to three years ago, we talked about nice slim fit jeans, chino pants, all of that stuff. And it's a struggle, actually. If you have a booty and you have quads as a male, not that enjoying and also not that 
aesthetically pleasing in my mm-hmm. opinion of course it's an opinion but i don't like how it looks i don't like um the typical bodybuilding look where they buy their jeans from some sort of brand that now is made for lifters and still looks absolutely whack <laughs> so that's not my thing do you know what's interesting i i'm realizing now as well like getting bigger to some degree like you got to be really strategic about how you build muscle and how you build your body because for certain body types and for certain approaches like for me for example if i get bigger even though i'm pretty tall like i look not as tall because if you have big big legs big quads and like a big upper body and my my waist isn't the smallest like genetically um you can look pretty big pretty fast so um, that's how I've realized this weekend actually um, on pictures that I know I'm like 190, like 6'3, um, but just like the optical illusion of getting bigger, like sideways, building more muscle uh, might make you look um, a, little, a little less tall, um, which is kind of kind of funny. But um, going back to the plan, so it's uh, push pull, upper, lower, uh, one lower day only with some shoulders sprinkled in there, of course. <laughs> to get the extra motivation uh, to get the leg session going and then uh, the rest is uh, your upper body and the pull exercises push exercises and obviously I can go really into detail about how everything is, is like set up and everything um, and how it exactly works but I'm just excited to start a new routine and excited to really push myself to the next level um, and that's also something we want to talk about right so Janis, who is obviously very science-based and for himself has rebuilt himself like a really aesthetic, like a bodybuilding type body. Like he obviously looks incredible and very strong and big. And he's always on the latest science. And I think one of the things that we have touched on in the past, maybe you can revisit it and talk about is intensity, right? So how, how intense should you train if you want to see results on your journey, right? So there's different levels to exercising on the one side, like just going to exercise, just going to the gym or just picking up weights. Like obviously that's already amazing. Like for a lot of people, that's the first thing they got to do. But maybe you listener, like a lot of people who come to our program, for example, want to work with us, they are already kind of exercising or have tried exercise in the past, but it hasn't really worked. Now, there's obviously a lot of different reasons why that could be, but Niels, what would you say in terms of exercise? What do you see around intensity um, a lot um, when you work with clients or um, on your own journey? And how do you, firstly, maybe how would you define intensity when it comes to training? And then what do you observe usually? Mm-hmm. Yeah, great, great question. And could geek out about that stuff for an hour probably, but... um. Yeah, it's what you just said. It's intensity. Of course, the first step is yes, going there and consistency. Consistency, if you put it that way, might then be even more important than intensity. But on the other hand, it isn't because now I don't want to bash people, right? It's don't get that wrong. But let's just say, as Fritz just said, you go to the gym, results aren't still there. So, of course, it could be different reasons. But a lot of times I do see that it's a lack of intensity. And um, for the listeners out there, also for some clients who might listen, they know that I've been training out of a home gym for years because I had the luxury that I have a home gym. But now that my son is uh, two years old, of course, he needs a child's room, right? So I'm back in the gym. And one of the things that I noticed right away 
is people not training hard enough. Like um, it's really, they sit on the machines, oftentimes even females. So I hope I don't get too much hate here, but oftentimes females, I see you out there sitting on the adductor and abductor machines and on the leg presses and being on your phone in between sets and then maybe pumping out two other reps if you feel like it. That's not how you grow booty. Like really, I hate to break it to you, but that's now how you do it. And the same goes for guys too. Um, so it's really... Defining intensity, as you said, is just think of how do you feel at the end of the set? How close to either muscular or at least technical failure do you go to momentary muscular failure? Do you actually go there? Do you feel like you need the rest after a set? That's also a good indicator because a lot of people sometimes ask me, hey, um, two to three minutes of rest seems like a little overkill. Like I can go into the next set way earlier and then i say yeah that's the issue that's where you already go wrong like you don't push that set hard enough so you need that rest when i go hard i really mean hard sometimes after three minutes i'm still thinking oh maybe i need 20 30 seconds more because you want to be able to replicate the power and the force that you had in the first set and you want to be able to do so in the second set in the third even maybe if you do a fourth set so super important to train hard enough we can go and we'll go into way more detail but i think that's already a bit of an explanation about intensity and what i want to see yeah exactly i love the point of with the rest um when people ask us that it's like for me i look forward to the rest periods i'm like i'm pumped i'm like i would love to just take a break right now and not um like push myself more and a lot of people who might say hey can i do earlier what happens is that you just start pushing yourself hard enough and that obviously will not lead to success so obviously this grows with your experience in training right the more you train uh the the more it might change but especially as a beginner you have so much progress to make uh newbie gains you have so much uh yeah muscle to gain that if you don't push yourself hard enough and the rest periods don't feel like you need them, then that's definitely a big, big sign. And it's interesting because there was just recently a study um, and Janis, like, he shared that on his social media and with me as well, um, a study that looked at, again, what is intensity like and what is the impact of intensity on your training gains and on your training progress in the science community and again we're talking a little bit sciencey today but it will be really simple to understand um, volume was always the king like the more workload you move in every workout and every week and every month the more progress you're going to make and and the more muscle you're going to have and the better you're going to look um, and that's still true to some degree right but also intensity which like you said is the is the way you feel at the end of the set like how much more could you have done for a long time was kind of like seen as maybe not being like not being the thing that you want to aim for like training really intense i was like yeah like go to an rpe of, of seven or eight which just explain rpes a rate of perceived exertion which basically means like Niels was explaining okay how many reps could you have done an RP of eight would, would have mean would mean that okay I could have done two more reps because an RP of ten means failure like that's the last rep you could have done, and 
a lot of people were training in the seven to eight rep range, a seven to eight RPE range. And then probably as the study shows, they're not making the gains they could have made while going almost or until complete failure. So if you listen to this podcast right now, you're okay, like this is all great and nice and dandy. Like how does this apply to me? Um, it depends where you stand on your journey, if you're beginner, intermediate or advanced, obviously. But overall, I think Nielsen and I can agree that firstly, if you have rest periods programmed and you don't need them, like you can do the next set much quicker, that's the first sign you're not training hard enough, right? The rest times are important and you should be looking forward to them. And then secondly, you can ask yourself, okay, am I actually going one rep shy of failure or even have I gone until complete failure in my exercises? Um, now, would you say, Niels, like, should beginners be careful with that or should beginners be careful with certain exercises or what are your thoughts on training until failure um, when it comes to being a beginner or intermediate trainer? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good good point that I also wanted to make because that's where I personally feel, of course, there are multiple reasons, but again, where it does make a lot of sense to have a coach, right? To hire somebody because having the training knowledge, not just talking about a split, but really knowing, okay, what are the exercises that we can push to failure in a safe way? What are the exercises we might want to really stay away from it and be more, as you just said, maybe an RPE of eight is good here. Like that feels nice. That's okay. That gives us enough stimulus, but not as much fatigue because for some listeners, stimulus to fatigue ratio is another thing. Um, might be a little too much to uh, talk about today as well, but something that's very important because let's just say you can take a dumbbell bicep curl to momentary, momentary failure. So let's just say you can't even lift the dumbbell anymore not really much is going to happen there. Like um, it's very, very unlikely that you tear your bicep from that, but you don't really want to do that with a conventional barbell deadlift, right? Like you won't see me prescribing that and saying, go close to failure or go to failure. That's where it does make a lot of sense to have about two good reps left in you when you stop that set. So it really is key on what type of exercises you want to do that. And it's also kind of what you said before is something where I wanted to add something is, Bodybuilding is, an, is all about illusion, basically. So it's also very important to know, to understand, or to have somebody who has the knowledge to look at you and say, hey, what's your goal? Let's just say you might have a goal physique. And then to understand that now you have the power to paint your own Picasso, as I often say, is to really understand, okay, does it make more sense to train more of my shoulders or more of my legs or less of my legs, more of my arms, um, to really develop your best physique because that's super important too right how many people you know they just go to the gym um, and that's again okay but they at some point they say like i'm not looking the way i want to so something is off here and it could be intensity it could also be the split we talked about a lot of um, functional training back in the days and there is nothing wrong with it per se but if the goal is looking great, looking awesome, looking good naked, then you should really embrace bodybuilding. And there's no shame in it. It's not that, um, hey, I'm I'm a vegan. I need to be that athlete type of guy. Hey, if you want to look great and awesome, that's good. Like, that's okay. That's your right. So um, you should really understand how you need to train. Yes, exactly. I love that. Also, kind of underlines the point that we always like to make, how strength training is and like, training the gym for resistance for increasing resistance is the way to go if you want to look better 
a lot of people might still be confused listening to this. Hey, like, should I do CrossFit? Should I do yoga? Should I do Pilates? Should I do um, bootcamp classes? Should I do cycling? Should I do running? Should I do um, like marathon training, like ultra training? Like there's so many sports and that's great and that's awesome. And if you want to move your body, that's already amazing and you're ahead of so many people. But if you're specifically looking for a toned look, a lean look where you have muscle definition, then strength training is the answer to all of this. And yes, you could classify like CrossFit or powerlifting as kind of strength training, resistance training for sure. But there's other reasons why that's not the best way to do it. Like it's higher injury risk, um, it's a group setting, um, it's more like athlete-based training, right? So there's no real like muscle progression every week. Um, so that's why we're big proponents of strength training because on the one side you can safely make progress and learn about your body and slowly and surely build your body and make it stronger and more muscular and that will stick with you that will stick with you and you will not go to crossfit for two months and then injure yourself and be off for six months it's really consistent uh, progress that you're gonna make and um yeah so when it comes to training to failure like you said like neil said as a beginner i would be more careful um but Overall, like you said, for movements that don't involve many muscle groups, um, you can can definitely go to failure. And the more intermediate you get, the more you can think about this. For Janus plan, he gave me basically I'm doing RPE nine, pretty much like eight to nine for most of the set, and then the last set is always to failure, like for for each exercise besides maybe squats um, and like dangerous type exercise also as it gets stronger and more intermediate you got to push heavier weights so that's another thing keep in mind um, but overall like i think a big point you're making here is that we've seen a lot of our clients we've seen a lot of people in the gym we've seen people on social media they're just not training hard enough and are just not pushing themselves hard enough and and they're not fully recruiting the muscle fibers that could recruit and I was just talking to you about this before we hopped on, but even this is not intensity, this is more cadence. So how slow, how fast you move the weights when you train, um, like how slow do you do negative and the positive type movement, concentric, eccentric. Even that for me, like I've just recently realized that I might've been going a tad too fast all these years and slowing it down to like a really consistent two or three second eccentric and then explosive concentric might make a big difference for my results as well um, as I get more out of every every rep I do and with more intensity you're getting more of every set you do so if you go exercise make sure to make the best of it and not just show up and do something but actually show up and get it done why do you think Niels people are not doing that why do you think they're not pushing themselves yeah that's a good question <laughs> i'm only asking good questions today so uh, yeah first of all one thing i might want to add is as you just said is people usually hate wasting their time right time is the most valuable thing you never get it back but people unfortunately don't make that connection when they're in the gym because honestly when you are over that point where you consistently go there but you are not happy with your results then you are wasting your time 
Of course, again, I don't want to make anybody quit the gym, but if you are in the gym and you're not seeing the results, what are you doing there? When you stop five reps left in reserve and you don't get the bicep growth, you don't see the pump in your muscles, what are you doing? You are literally wasting your time. If you would go outside and somebody wants to tell you, uh, wants to sell you some bullshit herbal tea, you would say like, oh, don't waste my time. Get out of my face. If you have somebody might be annoying on the phone or whatsoever, or people who are dog owners who probably who know that, like I sometimes take out my dog and I meet six other people with dogs and they tell me the most interesting gossip. And I'm always like, ah, I gotta go, right? So I don't want to waste my time. So stop wasting your time in the gym. Like make sure that what you actually do there counts. Like, um, and again, it comes to stimulus to fatigue ratio. You can't do that with every exercise. That's where coaching really makes a lot of sense and to get teach these things. Um, so yeah, that's what you need to pay attention to. But why people aren't doing that, that is really, that is something, that's a really good question. I don't know, maybe, yeah, honestly, maybe it's just because it's uncomfortable, right? A lot of people are very soft these days and they just don't want to make them feel uncomfortable. Like pushing yourself super hard so that it's not a pain. You know what I mean? It's more, it's um, a, a little bit of a muscular pain, of course, not injury wise. And it's really grinding, biting down your teeth, sweating. Maybe your face is turning red and all these types of things. And maybe some people might even are too concerned with how they look in the gym, which is something you shouldn't be care about at all. So when I'm on my last set of dumbbell incline curls, I think we talked about it before, Fritz, I look like absolute shit. I look like crazy. I look, um, my face is so red. Like um, I, I really stop, let's just say, when I can't lift the dumbbell up anymore. That's where I stop dumbbell incline curls. I can't do another one of a concentric. I can't even bring it up anymore. And I'm grunting and grimacing before already because these two sets before, they probably are two reps. They are already super hard. Um and that is something I think a lot of people maybe need to embrace a little more, make you feel uncomfortable and embrace that because it is a part of strength training. Don't forget that we don't want to get too crazy into this, but in order to get your muscles to grow, you need to induce some sort of, yeah, imbalance to it. Imbalance is not the right word, but you are tearing your muscle fibers, right? Because other, they are afterwards, they are growing and repairing and then they are growing and looking better and you look better so it's super important to not be too much of a sissy when you lift it's true yeah i have a good quote for this maybe you've heard of this one before um but william penn which is an english writer and a religious thinker he had this quote which goes time is what we want most but what we use the worst what we use worst Time is what we want most, but what we use worst. So we're always like kind of in a hurry, like we want to get things done and like be quick. And then when we have time, like then we like waste it on social media, on scrolling or whatever. So if you make it to the gym, if you took out this time to go there, then use it and like don't scroll and don't like text message and take selfies and like do this and do that and like just use this time, use it as almost like a meditation, use it as an hour of your day where you get better, right? So you might have a shitty day, might have the worst day at work. Maybe your kids are screaming the whole day. Maybe the tooth fell out, right? <laughs> the tooth fairy didn't come at night. Um, maybe the car broke down, right? Maybe bad news from family member, like, the one hour of the day where you have the time for yourself to like just check in with yourself 
and be present and feel the muscle contracting, feel your body working, feel the presence of the present moment um, instead of like wasting it, wasting this time and like thinking about other stuff. And obviously it's not about you will 100% always be a million times present while exercising, but if you do it more often, then you will see more progress and the time you spend there is actually time well spent and you would be more intense in your exercise. You get more, move more weights. I can 100% like put my hands on fire that if you compare two lifters, like a similar level and one lifter before the next set, he just sits there and like is present and stares himself in the mirror or imagines the next set will lift more weights than someone who just finished the set and now is on social media for like five minutes and like scrolling and like getting triggered and like seeing seeing like stupid stuff they will probably move less weight they will probably weaker than the other person so presence it really is key in a lot of areas of our life and especially in exercise presence will lead to better intensity will lead to more weights being moved will lead to more gains in less time so if you want to save some time if you want to spend years trying to get fit then be present and that's also actually something that I reminded for myself because i'm not perfect either at this so this is this is good for me as well to think about yeah good one absolutely we all need to be reminded of that every now and then right and it's a uh... Funny that you are now mentioning it because it's something I talked about with uh, one of my clients is that um, she's a mom and um, I'm a dad. So we talked about how kids actually show us how present they are because um, I, I gave the example of my son Noah when he's eating. He takes so much time. I would probably go through five meals in that time and I'm sometimes almost about to take the plate away. But then he reminds me of he's actually intuitive. He's in the moment. And I often call that what we humans, we adults usually have that I coined it basically the A to B mentality. And I oftentimes talk about it with, we always, almost always have that feeling of, I need to get from A to B in what I'm currently doing here. It doesn't matter what it is. You're maybe putting dirty plates into the dishwasher, but in your head, you are already outside taking out the dog or whatsoever instead of being truly present and that is something that's not great and i noticed that as well with the gym too that i'm when i'm entering the gym i'm already kind of oh i need to go back because i need to get back to work and i need to get back to my son i need to get back to this and that and just i think it was two days ago when i catch myself with was like hey come on like be present like that's your time that's me time that's quality time that's not time for anything else and you should actually enjoy embrace and appreciate that you are allowed to do what you're currently doing right but unfortunately these days it's um yeah social media and the phones they play a huge part with that but we need to all be more present and then you also as you said you make better use of that time because you are there anyway so might as well make the best out of it yes yeah funny i had the same one today like yeah, we always think about okay let me get this workout done so i can go back to work and i can how like, long does it to... take right yeah like so that's so interesting um and if you look at like it's still always an hour like it's still always an hour or like 70 minutes so might as well just enjoy this time and like fully be there because if you think about the next thing you might think it's gonna go faster but in the meantime you're losing progress you're losing using enjoyment and presence so 
um, probably th someone something a lot of people can relate listening to this like i know you guys are busy you have family you have work you want to squeeze in you work out um and obviously that has to work for your lifestyle but once you're there try being present try just focusing on the movement try focusing on how can i get better hey can i squeeze one more rep can i squeeze one more rep and that will lead to more gains and more long-term success and long-term enjoyment so good one love it Niels. good stuff more presence more intensity more gains oh yeah exactly exactly so good stuff thanks for, for hopping on if you enjoyed this episode as well then um you can subscribe and leave a rating and review on itunes um there's a lot of different like rating websites i have no exact idea how many ratings we have but it's definitely over 530 what i saw last so really appreciate everyone of you who gave already rating already and we're at 4.9 uh, average out of five so um if you enjoyed this then that would be great if you can leave a rating and we can deliver more amazing episodes your way and uh, yeah we can be posted on the gains Neil's gonna be back very soon and uh, give each other an update on all things training and talk about other topics so Thanks for listening. Niels, thanks for hopping on. And let's keep getting those gains and save the planet. Peace. Yes, yes. What did you think? What an amazing episode again. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please do me a favor and subscribe to my podcast and rate it on iTunes. It's very much appreciated. We'll hear each other in the next episode. Until then, keep up the vegan vibes.